0: Keep looking at me just because you don't start the show with. All right, I we're just, back. I'm trying to change it. See what your reaction is going to be. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Ask a Black Eye Podcast. I'm your post, your host, Smooth, with my boy Slim. I, I'm your post. Listen, I was speaking perfectly. Every time we turn these damn mics on, something happens to my language, my speech. It just goes out the window.
1: Speaking of our mics, these things are fucking garbage. Yeah. <laughs> straight up
0: trash. So uh, Slim was adjusting his mic this morning and uh, we were just getting set up and the whole mic stand just fell apart. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like the in my just hand, came off in his hand. And he had the nerve to ask me, did I break it? Yes, Slim, I broke your microphone stand and placed it perfectly back on top. So when you come to touch it, it breaks off perfectly. I don't know how else it happens. It's terrible. Everybody wants to
1: blame blame the black guy. All I know is when I was here a couple days ago, the mic was fine. Mm. I come today and it's broken.
0: So basically what you're saying is a couple days ago, You broke it, set it back up. Was hoping that throughout the time of your absence, that I might touch it, break it, or bump it, and think that I broke it, and you were going to blame me. And you came back to your surprise. Oh, it's still standing. And then you fuddled around with it. It was like, oh my god, look at this! My stand is broken. What can I do? What happened? You must have broke it.
1: That's right. Very elaborate. It was it was an extreme planning session after I snapped it off a couple of days ago. Mm, you probably did
0: it when I walked out of the room. Mm. I could see that happening. This coffee you made today was extra good. Oh, so this is uh, a batch of the coffee. My, so I have a friend who roasts his own coffee beans.
1: You talk about he, it every show.
0: Oh, it's so good. We're, we're coffee, uh, can we say aficionados? Enthusiasts. We're coffee enthusiasts. We're not professionals. I'm not an expert. Me either. I, I just, just like drink coffee. It. Yeah. So this is the batch. He actually made me this. Um, I want to say last Monday and you got to let it like gas off for, like a couple days and then you can like grind it down and uh, and get it going. It's super good. I enjoy coffee, so
1: we need Back coffee to these pocket. trash mics. So oh.
0: huh? These,
1: yeah. these microphones. I mean, you got to get the job done. They do, but well, we got to get some new mice. Because yeah, the other thing, we got to start bringing on guests. I want to bring on mm. racial guests. Okay. Rachel guests? Racial. Rachel. Like Rachel Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have Rachel Ray on. I bet you would. <laughs> <laughs> racial. Racial experts. Racial like expert. Them. I want to well, bring in what
0: makes a racial expert because there's a lot of white people who think they're experts on other races.
1: No, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about I want to bring in an Indian dude mm. to talk about his experience in America as an Indian dude. I want to bring in an Asian dude like off the boat from China. Talk about his experience. Can you say off the boat? Isn't that like racial? Yeah, that's a, like that's a legit term. Straight off the boat. Yeah, it means you, first generation. Aaron. Oh. Um, that's my thought. And I think it'd be an interesting conversation to have and a good dynamic uh, to listen to, another perspective. You got to get someone whose
0: personality, it's, uh, I want to say, outgoing. They can
1: carry their own section. Segment. I got it. I have several people in mind. For Indian dude? Definitely an Indian dude. For from sure. Where do you know him from? Oh, he's a buddy of mine. Where do you know him from? Uh, well, I met him through a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And then he runs a business where he he's an independent car salesman. Really? Yeah. So I, I ended up a buying year. a car from him. Nice. Maybe we can, maybe we have something in common. Yeah, so I actually already pitched him on this. He's all in. So you you went behind my back. 100%. I don't need your approval for shit. I
0: see. see. This is a partnership. The agreement is (laughs) 50-50. You will be getting my approval. I will burn this bitch down (laughs) to the ground. Uh,
1: All right. I mean, that's cool. All right. And same with uh, the Hispanic dude. I know a lot of Spanish people. Yeah. So what do you know? Spanish people? Or do you know Hispanics? <laughs> Both, actually. OK. <laughs> and Latinos, because yeah. Hispanics,
0: Latinos are completely different and Spanish are completely
1: different. Yeah, I mean, Spanish people are from Spain. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, I learned that lesson when I got out uh, out west. Um, when I met a bunch of uh, this is going to sound bad, like Mexican people. I was about to say Mexicans, but I thought like I got to put a context. And I wound up calling one of my uh, Mexican friends Hispanic. Like, I'm not Hispanic, I'm Latino. I'm like, shit, my bad. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, one of your Mexican friends said that? Yeah. Oh, I got yelled at. Hmm. I also got yelled at when one of my Mexican friends, I was making tacos and uh, I used ground beef. And my one of my Mexican friends was like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, it's ground beef, make a taco. And they yelled at me and kicked me out of the kitchen like, we don't make no fucking tacos or ground beef. Get your American ass out of the kitchen. (laughs) I was like, oh. So apparently they just use like uh, chicken, steak or fish. And and the chicken is already marinated. Yeah, it's already marinated like this special season. So I brought my, I basically was lily white American Mm. taco style. I got yelled at and kicked out of my own kitchen. And told never, never touch the stove again when making tacos. <laughs> I learned my lesson and it was, it was quite eye opening. And then, which is funny too, because I had a, a Mexican friend who was at my house one day and I had made dinner and uh, my my friend, I made greens and anybody who knows anything about greens and how black people make greens, it takes like, you got to um, like boil the meat down for like maybe an hour and you make the juices for the greens. And then you put the greens in and you sweat the, the greens down to all the flavor is in the, uh, the 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 juices for the greens. So when we were cleaning up, my friend takes the pots of greens, <laughs> pours the juice out in the sink and puts the greens in a container. I'm like, what the? What are you doing? <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm, I'm putting the greens up. I'm like. Uh, like, you're clearly not black. You don't even know. They took an hour and a half <laughs> to get the juices right. And these just threw out the best part of the greens.
1: Dude, I uh, love collard greens. I love. Did you em. really? Yeah. Nice. That's one of my favorite sides. Really? Yeah, but I'm not good at making it. I'm really good at making it.
0: I'm very good. I mean, I'm good at... I like... I enjoy cooking, so... Right. Oh, you know what I had? Uh... Over the last weekend or weekend before, a friend of mine was making, um, you ever hear escrow? It's like an Italian version of greens. It's like greens, but it's not greens. It's this leafy thing, and it's uh, they got beans in there, some kind of like white beans in there. You put like uh, garlic powder. Um, my, my friend made it. And uh, gave me some and I liked it. It was nice. So it's kind of like it's kind of like greens. Same consistency. just a different flavor. But it's called escarole. I think it's like escarole and. Uh, it's not. It's a, it's a very Italian dish. And it was really
1: good. So, I mean. There's another uh, guest we can bring in.
0: Yeah. Right
1: <laughs> like another <laughs> I was, Italian.
0: Oh, like, we to Italian kinds of. You know we should bring in
1: GC. I think he'd be great. We need to bring in GC. He's not off the boat. Well, I think his parents were. His parents were. His parents were off the boat. First generation born here.
0: Oh, so GC is the guy we talked about when Slim uh, paid him a thousand dollars in one dollar bills when he won the um, <laughs> when he won the uh, fantasy football league. And he, you know what he told me? He listened to the show. and He's like, we forgot one important part.
1: I and I did. I forgot about this too. So, <laughs> so there's a he, whole nother layer.
0: Yeah, we had a fantasy football league, and our one buddy GC won the league, so he won a thousand dollars. So Slim was being an asshole and decided to pay him a thousand dollars in one dollar bills, stuffed all the money in the bag, and threw it to him. So like uh, later on in the year, like around April, I print out this fake tax form, like this fake gambling tax form, and I walk up to GC and like, hey man, here's your form. You gotta uh, file your winnings with the with the IRS. It was a legit 1099 G form. You, it was you actually
1: <laughs> filled it out,
0: <laughs> and I handed it to. And hey, you should have saw his face and he shit his stuff. He goes, he goes, yo, yo, smooth. You 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 gotta file taxes in this. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be about three to four hundred dollars, but you know you should be good. He goes, you you reported this to the IRS. I'm like, yeah, bro, it's it's uh, it's winnings. You know, it's winnings. It gambling wins you gotta you gotta report it you just sure saw his face he shit himself I mean I kept it up for about maybe a day and a half or the end of the day it was just hilarious so thank you GC for reminding me about that I, I greatly appreciate that and it was hilarious you had to be there
1: oh. and he went around believing that for a long time mm-hmm. that he was gonna have to pay that
0: <laughs> oh it was hilarious we're, we're assholes man practical jokers oh man
1: so, anyhow, right on. Oh. Visit com. Oh, yeah, you got
0: that. Because,
1: uh, in order to have our racial guests, like GC and my Indian friend, the, uh, we're going to have to have three mics. And it's a whole different setup. The setup that we're running right now, I don't think actually works because it only has two inputs for our mics. So, we would need a whole other mixer. To have three mic inputs. Yeah. It's complicated shit to get this to sound right. Yeah. So, uh, consider hitting that donate button or if you're a small business and you'd like a sponsor spot on our show. Like, old brother, the best
0: cheese sticks in town. Woo woo woo. And And exotic french fries. Mm -hmm. You got to try the fries. Dude, I had garlic parm uh, truffle fries. Very good very took, good cheesesteak.
1: yeah very good cheesesteak. i took a couple people in there yesterday oh really yeah. how'd it go it's delicious nice. i'm telling you that place never fails it's good food. no I, I uh so a lot of people we work
0: this is a good old time I've, I've never actually went i mean i walked in a couple times but i've never ordered food but then i um uh, we walked in or i went in that day and i ordered food and it was good and i told you if the food wasn't good I wasn't doing a commercial. I'm telling you right now. I wasn't going to sponsor it. When Slim and myself, if we recommend something or if we say something on the podcast, especially if it's a sponsor, we try it out first. And if we don't stand behind, behind it, we don't we don't mess with it. We just let it go. Like, like, oh, it's not a good fit for our show, not a good fit for our listeners. And we'll tell them right then and there. So you can never say that we ever hawk to you some, some bullshit because we won't do that got to yeah. be quality. It's got to be good. It's got to be a good purpose in it. And there's got to be something that we believe in. Other than that, we don't we don't deal with it.
1: Period. Yeah, we got to establish trust with our listeners. Wait, hold yeah. garbage. Like yeah. these fucking mics.
0: Well, don't talk shit on the mics. When Slim was talking <laughs> to my old brother, like I told him I had to go try it because I'd never had it before. And then I had to break my diet for the listeners, you know, just so I could give you some... Uh, Quality feedback. So, and that was it. And then I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. The commercial was a little long, the first one, but <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though. Uh, We're we'll working on it. Work in progress. <laughs> so, all right. Well, back to the shitty mics. So, we literally had to tape the mic stand up. Actually, you know what? Let me take a picture of that. Now, I'll put it up on uh on the Instagram page. Yeah, because this is some ghetto shit right here. I don't know if you can yeah. really see it. Maybe I gotta maybe I gotta put the. Uh, The flash on it, maybe you can see it. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, But, you know, you you, you make it work. You make it work. That's what you do. So, uh, I'm literally trying to take a picture of the mic stand. (laughs) And it's sitting on my ironing board. So, we don't have a professional studio. We don't have a professional studio. Was I not supposed to say that?
1: Embarrassing.
0: No, it's not. Two guys, one mic.
1: <laughs> that's about where we're gonna be.
0: <laughs> that's what that's what it should have been the uh, that should gotta, have been We gotta it get it. some revenue here. I need to I need to uh maybe I should um what do you call it trademark that? Two guys one mic
1: <laughs> Oh you get it now? Oh I get it. Oh right, but when I was wanted this it reminded me of meatspin.com you were talking about the last episode that was terrible that's still a thing you went you went back onto that site? no you know so one of the guys we used to work with Uh I was going back and forth with him and uh, I asked him if he remembered the story that I retold in the last Mm -hmm. episode and he goes of course I do (laughs) and uh, I typed in meatspin.com uh-huh and you know when you type in a link on your phone through text, when you send it, it'll, it'll pop up? up like the like a legit website? Uh-huh. Still a thing. Oh, did that <laughs> pop up on your phone? No. It didn't. There wasn't a picture, but it popped up like a legit website, and it had like a tagline. I can't remember exactly what it said. I was about to say, because it, was it was popped real. up a picture, no, and, and, and you open your phone in public, like, this guy sent dick pics. Like, no. It popped up a, a tagline. Uh-huh. that didn't have anything to do with what it actually is. So people click on it still. So it's still a prank that you can pull on your friends. That's terrible. Okay. So it's still there. I encourage people to use it. Terrible essay. Mm-hmm.
0: Terrible. Meet Spring.com. I was a victim of that.
1: <laughs> so was I. That's why you got to keep it going.
0: <laughs> no, I will not do
1: that. It's like hazing. <laughs> When you're hazed, you don't mind doing it to other people. It's it's hard. It's a horrible thing. I mind. You mind? I mind a lot. Oh, oh, sensitive, smooth.
0: No, I just don't like. I mean, I gotta. I said the image of a nine foot dick swinging on my goddamn wall <laughs> is burned in my fucking retinas <laughs> to the end of time.
1: Oh.
0: Helicopter while wow, you know the other action was going on. Huh? Don't go to that website, people.
1: All I can say is you're welcome.
0: Mm. Yeah, You're welcome for burning your corneas out. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome for that. So, anyway, what are our topics for today? What where, where are we getting into first? Besides the broken mic stand.
1: <laughs> well, that just popped up organically because the fucking thing broke. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Mm. So... Another point. thing that my mother wrote in, in the same email. Oh, oh. You heard something years ago. Oh, yeah. Some rumors. It's no rumors. I heard it directly from you. There was that no rumors. I can neither confirm or deny. No, you
0: literally told me you were an underwear model <laughs> when you were a kid. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> like,
1: He's like, yeah, I was... I, Well, I thought you said underwear model. Yeah, I'm not an underwear model, but I was a legit male model, but I was a kid.
0: In which we cannot find any pictures of or mentionings,
1: and I looked. You can't find them on the internet because when I I was a kid, the internet was in its infancy. So there was no marketing on the internet, really. Um, True. What was the company name? Uh, flap doodles. Flap doodles. Flap doodles. Please spell that for me. F L A P D O O D L E S. It's actually still a company. Really? Which shocked me because I looked it up know, a couple months ago. Um, they do children's clothes. So my aunt. Was something that she was a designer. Anyhow, it was like where her first job was, and they were looking for models. So she got me into this. Nice, dude! I got paid. Like a lot. Yeah. Really? Yes. It was. It was useful. So what did you? What did you model? Children's clothes, they are. They were some goofy clothes, though. We're talking like, early '90s, like like earmuffs, like what earmuffs, ear muffs, earmuffs. Yeah, no, they earmuffs? don't make they don't make earmuffs big enough for my ears. Oh yeah, huh. Oh. but it was some really goofy '90s clothes. I'm talking overalls, where one strap would be off, in like a really off color plaid. Mm-hmm. But, dude...
0: So, you model clothing for Flat Doodle. Yeah. So, I tried to look up Flat Doodle on the phone, and uh, all I could find was girl clothing.
1: Uh, maybe that's all I do now. Now? Yeah. Now?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about their company anymore.
0: I mean... Could it possibly been that you were modeling girl clothings back then? No. Are you sure?
1: Yeah. Hmm. I mean, are you trying to make a joke here?
0: No, I'm just asking. I did not really know. I mean, I don't know what you were into. I don't have any experience at all. So I just Google flap doodles and it says girl clothing.
1: Maybe that's all they do now. Now. Yeah. When I. They had a uh, outlet store. And in the in the store, as soon as you walk in, there's a wall all the way in the back. Huge poster. I'd say it's ten foot by six foot. And it was a picture of me playing croquet in <laughs> these goofy ass overalls. Why don't you take a picture of that? Your mom doesn't have any pictures? She does. So I was in this well
0: that's what I want.
1: I want called, the pictures. Uh, it was like parent parent magazine something like that that's where they that's where they advertise their clothing because again it was all kids clothing and uh, yeah the shoots were a lot of fun dude I would get to have days off of school you would travel to all these crazy places like one time I was down uh, all the way at the mouth of Chesapeake Bay we went out on like a yacht, and you did a whole photo shoot out of this crazy, like Jay Z yacht. <laughs> it was great. It was out of control. Another place we went to to this mansion, where this dude had this real elaborate pool, and the pool was surrounded by like jungle plants. Jeffrey Epstein mansion. <laughs> it <may have> been. <laughs> In hindsight, it was kind of weird. <laughs>
0: That's not funny. That is terrible. <laughs> <We'll explain
1: laughs> why are you a laughing lot.
0: at that? <laughs> because it's funny. So dark.
1: So dark. Uh. Anyhow. Hmm. That's legit though, man. It was wild. I uh But it's also embarrassing to say that I was a male model. Why? That would be on my resume. Like even <laughs>
0: applying for jobs, it wouldn't even be my name, it'd just be male model. And then <laughs> All the other stuff, like, but if
1: you ever saw my ugly mug, you would never think it.
0: Doesn't matter. I got paid. I got paid for just how I looked. I got paid. I'm, I'm gonna start a fans-only page and just be like, oh.
1: It I'm, bought my first car. Yeah, that's that's fucking legit. But I think when I got into violent fifth grade, uh, I got too big for their clothes. <laughs> It's <laughs> like so grew out of their clothes you, you phased out and then it's like hollywood you're too old kids Scram. Yep. no that's exactly what happened and then i tried to go to gap mm-hmm. and model for them and they basically told me i was too ugly that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucked up so that was the end of my modeling career
0: that's all right well at least you had one <laughs> i'll give you that that was that was good I'm, you know a lot of people can't say that Oh, you got a lot of Instagram models nowadays, but that doesn't count.
1: i influencers. Everyone's calling themselves a model. (sighs) I I don't know if I'm buying that. I mean, I I hesitate to call myself a model when I was a kid. And I think that's actually what I was. But all these people on Insta, I just think they're good looking people. You know, influencers.
0: Well, not interested. That's a different world for me. What, Instagram? Yeah, you don't have a uh social media presence. Nah, I refuse. You need to get one for the show. We had this conversation. Nah. It's not about you anymore. There's one for the show. That's enough for me. But you need a personal one so you can pump stuff. No. Nah.
1: What do you mean, no? I mean no. Why? I don't like it. I don't care what you like. I'm not a huge fan of social media. So what? It's not about you. Stop being selfish. I'm from the mindset that I could travel back in time to like 1940, 1950, where before any technology existed, and mm-hmm. I'd be just fine. In fact, I'd probably prefer it. Oh, you prefer it. I want you to hold that same
0: mindset where you land on the operating table and the doctor is operating from 1940s, 1950s with this rusty uh, uh, copper scalpel. Scalpel, what scalpel? Scalpel, what is wrong with me today? <laughs> Every time I get on the microphone, I cannot talk. Try it. Scalpel. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Every time I get on the mic, my 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 words—I stumble over my words. I can't pronounce things right. My thoughts don't come together. I sound like a buffoon. It's embarrassing.
1: Yeah.
0: No, I pride myself on being articulate. That's that's literally what I pride myself on. You are articulate. I know, but when I get on the mic, I sound like a fucking idiot. That's not true. It is true, right? dude. I stumble. My my voice changed octaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why does that happen? I don't know. I get I get excited. You, you shout
1: know, a lot too.
0: I'm just passionate. <laughs> like I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm colorful. I'm a colorful. Start so talk. There's a lot of inflections in my
1: voice. Hmm. Yeah, you know, that's just me. You know. What were we talking about before you fucked up your speech? Um. Oh, going back in time.
0: Oh, you want a doctor from 1940 to operate on you versus a doctor from 2020? Oh,
1: well, listen. I've thought about this a lot, actually. If that was possible, if time travel was actually possible, mm-hmm. you know, would I be willing to sacrifice the conveniences? the medical advances that 2020 affords me now, I still think I would do it. Why would you not go into the future? Why would you go into the past? I'm not optimistic about our
0: future. Uh, Well, I'm black, so I'm not optimistic about the past. (laughs) Black (laughs) people can't go too far. (laughs) We can only go to about, about 1960. That's about... The safest time period we could travel back to. Anything more than that, you you're at you're fucked. You're not coming back.
1: That's one hundred percent true. You're
0: you can't right. go black people, if, if time travel was true. Black people cannot go past nineteen sixty. Like that's as far
1: back as you can go. Any further than that, you are fucked. No, you're one hundred percent right. <laughs> that's a can huge you, limitation in time travel. Can you imagine going back to nineteen twelve? Who you belong to?
0: <laughs> oh, shit. What? That's a yeah.
1: dangerous time, bro.
0: Motherfucker, a dangerous time now. Of yeah. course it was dangerous back then. <laughs> we can't go back. We can only go to the future. Like, we can't go back. 1960, that's it. And I- that's
1: pushing it. That's pushing it. I got a buddy. We talk about this all the time. Mm. That we were just born in the wrong time period. Mm. Like, uh... I just feel like I would function better without technology. Um, I don't feel like I need it. I'm not real pumped up about electric cars or the newest computer. Like, I don't geek out about that kind of stuff. Hmm. I just like older things. I like it. Like when people uh, dressed up in the, in the 40s, 30s, 40s, mm-hmm. they were always wearing a suit, had a derby hat on. Like, I like that. I like having to dress up, having some formality in life. Mm. You don't see that too much anymore. Family dynamics a little different. Everyone sat around the dinner table every night. They eat dinner. Well, I think that's a uh I still do personal that. thing
0: because when I grew up, we we sat at the table. My dad, we sat at the table, my mom, my two sisters. Even every holiday, Thanksgiving, we always sit at the table. Mm-hmm. Um we used to have dinner at Every well, not every day, like maybe two or three times a week, we sit at the table.
1: You know? Yeah, but like, nowadays, you, you see a family out to dinner, and mm-hmm. let's say there's a teenager, twelve year old, mm-hmm. um, they're all on their phone. They just sit there and they stare at their phone while mm-hmm. they're at to dinner with their parents. Yeah, you know, that kind of shit didn't happen back then. No,
0: um, I think I think you're right because I, I don't remember ever being on the phone. But even if I was. Back in the day, I mean, even in high school, is when I got my first cell phone. I was in 11th grade, and it was the T9 texting. So you got to hit the button six times to get the one letter. Yeah, and you fuck around and go <laughs> it's too, path, too far, too far, and you got to go back around in.
1: Yeah,
0: it was terrible. So it doesn't take you 20 minutes to type type out the word psychology <laughs> at the mm-hmm. table. So you're looking at the, looking down at the phone. You couldn't text. It was a like half the mill. It's
1: going trying to text one word. How did you do that with your big ass hands? Anyhow, that Motorola StarTech was like the size of my hand. I'm very out. uh no,
0: I'm very articulate with my, my words. Yeah. I'm very articulate with my fingers too. You're very
1: nimble. <laughs> like more code over here. So, so yeah. yeah, I often uh kind of daydream about going back in time before technology. So you people focus on different stuff. If you if you don't think that
0: White privilege exists. Slim just gave you the perfect example. You could travel
1: back in time. Yeah. I mean, I know I wouldn't have the worries that you would if I went back to 1940. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. And it didn't even cross my mind.
0: <laughs> see, Sitting here
1: said. Talking to you about it didn't even mm-hmm. cross my mind. Mm-hmm. Crossed my
0: mind immediately. <laughs> uh, then, nope. I was like, where would I like to go back to? Let me see. Nope, mm-mm, nope, mm-mm, nope, can't go there. Yeah. And you know what? I'm a big fan of, uh, uh, I like history. So I'm a big fan of medieval times. I'm a big fan of anything um, Rome, like ancient Rome, gladiators and coliseums and shit like that. Uh, and I'm a big fan of like like wars, World War One, World War II, uh, mm-hmm. Vietnam, like all those movies and shit I watch all the time. Like, But I, I can't go back to none of them. No. None of them. Not even Rome. Like, you know, and I like, I like watching a lot of shit about Rome and learning a lot of shit about Rome, Roman culture.
1: Let me ask you this. Would it be cool to go back in time for you and be part of like an example here, uh, the first black regiment in the Civil War? Like the movie Glory? No. Because like to be part the, of that. No. Frontier. No. no.
0: Because yeah. the history of black people in the, in, in the fucking military yeah. is that when they go to war, they used to take the black soldiers and line them up in front of the white soldiers. And they were shields for the white soldiers. They would never fight. Hmm. That movie Glory yeah. was about the first uh, black regiment of soldiers that was allowed to fight. Everybody else just lined up in front of the white folks. And stood there <laughs> while we were getting shot at, while the white people were shooting back. Yeah. So but- fuck no, no, Absolutely no, 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 doubly fucking no, no, no. I wouldn't. You wouldn't want to be part of, no, the history books. No. no, 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 no. Think about it. How long were they in the military before they got a chance to fight? They weren't allowed to fight. They were just fucking meat bags taking bullets for white soldiers. Mm-hmm. So, no, I do not want to be a part of that. I do not want to be that front line getting shot in the face. No, (laughs) no. And 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 not to talk shit on soldiers, because, you know, fuck that. This is different. This is different. We're not talking about the military of today. We're talking about back in the day. No, no. and the 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 military was segregated way up until what? Like World War Two, I think it was still segregated. Or World War One? segregation? What was segregation over? Oh, I yeah, should have known this. I feel this. like
1: that's something you should
0: know. Yeah, no shit. Now I got to go back in time and date. But no, no, I don't want to go back.
1: I told you, 1960s. This is as far back as I can go. Would you be part of the Civil Rights Movement? Would you have been in that? Travel back then? The 1960s? I
0: Let me ask you. Do I retain my memory of today going back or no. Yeah. Then I would have to say no, because I can't stand there and let people fuck me up because it's going down. If I did, and I thought about this before, but if I, if I, if I was to grow up during the civil rights movement, I don't think I would have been. Uh, on the Martin Luther King side, I've been more of a Malcolm X follower uh, based on my mindset and how I'm just not about letting people beat my ass and just turning the other cheek and just being nice about it. Like I'm not I'm not that guy. So I don't think I would be on the uh, Martin Luther King side, although I have a lot of respect for Dr. Martin Luther King. His way wouldn't have been my way. I definitely would have been the Malcolm X following individual. The more militant, militant fight back. By any means necessary, kind of like, you know, you
1: and I probably wouldn't have been friends. You know what I mean? Uh, What's the scenario? I don't know. Where I get to know you.
0: If, in the 1960s. If your, well, in the 60s, maybe if we were two pie heads smoking weed and we'll we'll be friends. Uh, maybe <laughs> peace, love, and happiness. Sure. Other than that, like I don't, I don't think our worlds would have ever crossed. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's just not in an amicable space where we can be
1: like, you know, friends. Right. Well, yeah. We wouldn't have worked side by side together. No, you know, I don't think so. Likely, I mean, maybe we would have, but I don't, I, don't think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who's to know? Well, let me put it this way: if I couldn't be your friend, traveling back in time, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. Oh, thanks. How does that make you
0: feel? Lim. It doesn't really affect me at all, but I. Right. It's fucked up. <laughs> oh, no, you know what? I'm glad you said it. Thank you. I feel the same way. If I couldn't be your friend, I wouldn't travel back in time either. <laughs> I'm not gonna cry.
1: It's something I'm I not think be about a, bitch. <laughs> a lot, though. I uh, fantasize about it. I like the music, big band music from the '40s, '30s, and '40s. Mm-hmm. It was That's good. cool shit. Swing G-
0: dancing? Swing, yeah, swing dancing was the shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just like the clothing, style, mm-hmm. the Americana stuff. I'm all about that. I mean, it was a good time.
0: Yeah. For y'all. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that <laughs> like, you shared in any of that. <laughs> no, no, no. no nope. I'm saying I fantasize about it. Oh, which is great. Yeah, that's great. And I know I'm not alone there. There's a lot of people that think that way,
0: but none of them are black.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can guarantee that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what I would go back to. Uh, Well, let me put it this this way. Let me ask you a question. mm -hmm. Take all that away. Say mm -hmm. there's no animosity. There's no segregation. Uh That history doesn't exist. Uh huh. Uh, for black people, would you do it? You know forego all the technology, live a simpler life. Does that appeal to you? No. So you wouldn't do it even if there was no threat to your life. No. And the only reason
0: is uh, I enjoy air conditioning.
1: Oh, dude, <laughs> I enjoy air conditioning. That's the one thing. Hmm. I don't know if I could live without air conditioning. I'd have to live in a place where you just didn't need it as much. Hmm. Like the mountains somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got like west.
0: Yeah, I uh, no. I, I like the air conditioning. I couldn't survive. I, I'd be upset.
1: It's I'd the be, humidity.
0: Humidity is killing me right now. The humidity is killing you in the heat. I liked being to sleep very cold at nighttime, so I cut the air conditioning up very high. And if it wasn't for the AC, I wouldn't be able to go to sleep. So I don't know if I could do it at Back in the day, unless I got to live next to a river, I could jump in the river and then go to sleep.
1: Is there something more important going on on your friend right now? What are you doing right now? I'm looking some
0: stuff up for facts because I wanted to check a date on <laughs> So I figured, and I should have told you about this. I feel like this is Ask a Black Guy, mm-hmm. This name of the show. Um, and obviously, it's, it's, you know, it's your viewpoint, my viewpoint. But I was thinking, like, maybe we should, every show, give a black history fact. Okay. Good. ahead. So, uh, only reason I was saying that because I was, a conversation came up the other day. Um I was doing some research on the show uh, about just some history for a future topics. And they were talking about like black people's inventions for the United States and the shit that people don't know about and how back in the day like black people would invent a lot of things and then like white people would take credit for it and the black people would never get um like, the credit for it or whatever. but I came across one, which I knew, but I didn't think about it, like, for a long time.
1: But the light bulb. The what? The light bulb. I don't know what you're saying right now. Light bulb. Like a light bulb. Like a... You screw into the... A light bulb? Yeah. What are you... Light bulb. Dude, you're not <laughs> saying that word. That is not English. Light... Oh, sorry. Light bulb yes B- light b-u-l-b
0: bro. dude i say water i'm from philly we got an accent it's
1: just own it light bulb no you're you're just not pronouncing a letter light bulb oh my god it's horrible anyhow go ahead a light bulb who created the light bulb everybody knows this thomas edison thomas edison <laughs> next question
0: What was the main problem with Thomas Edison's
1: creation when he created the light bulb? I don't know. Doesn't the story go? Or like there's a famous quote that he said. While I was inventing the light bulb, I learned a thousand ways. A light bulb doesn't work. Something like that. Yeah, I guess. I don't know.
0: I never heard that before, but thank you.
1: Yeah. So Thomas Edison created...
0: The light bulb. Bulb. Mm -hmm. You can't even say it right when you're trying. (laughs) Light bulb. But the problem was the filament that he created was paper. So it would light and burn out immediately. Mm -hmm. So he could never get it to work for a long time. So there was a black dude by the name of um, Louis Latimer. And he actually created the filament inside of a light bulb that made the light bulb work properly. Mm Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't know that. So he did it in the uh, it was a carbon filament manufactured in like 1882. And that's what I was looking at. I was looking up the date because I can't remember the dates. Mm-hmm. But Latimer never gets the recognition for improving it. Like it just goes to Thomas Edison for creating it. But when he created it, it would it would pop on and go the fuck out because it was a paper filament It would burn out immediately almost. Latimer. Is that his name? Latimer, well, Latimer, mm-hmm. Lewis he's black, Latimer. He's a black guy. Louis H. Latimer.
1: Yep, created the carbon filament for the light bulb. Did he work with Edison on this, or did he do that independently and then sell it to Edison? Mm-hmm. How did it work? He definitely didn't sell it. <laughs> but uh, how do you back... know
0: that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let me see. He actually wrote the book on the the first book on electric lighting. That's what I was doing the research on. Cause I knew it, but I didn't know like the, the, um, the
1: deep, deep background. Uh, well, history's not wrong then. It's just not highlighting the actual filament. Right. I mean, Edison.
0: Well, Edison made
1: the light bulb.
0: Um, and he's a, like electrified filament, but it was made of paper. And like I said, it could go out fast. So, um, Latimer, he created the light bulb with the, um, Filament made of uh, the carbon. He actually, sold, yeah, he sold the patent. He sold it.
1: There you go. He sold the patent.
0: Yeah. Well, as so I'm reading it right now, he sold it. I remember this story, but I don't remember like the the deep details. So that's what I wanted to make sure I got.
1: I mean, that could all been part of the deal. He could have signed an NDA.
0: Well, he wouldn't if he couldn't sign an NDA because if he did that, it would have never had it in history.
1: But he never gets the uh, the credit for it. There's so many stories oh, yeah. just like that throughout history. I know. I'm not saying that race didn't play a part in that. Oh, I, don't, I don't. I'm not saying that race
0: played a part of it. I just wanted shit. to like, all right, I let's just start interjecting black history facts. Just cool facts that aren't really in the forefront of today's education. I think every show I'm going to look up a black history fact, and there's something that people don't know and just present it. I like it. I think I should start the show off with it. Like Black History Fact of the Day.
1: We'll fit it in somewhere. I don't know if it's got to start at the very beginning of the show. Oh, of course it doesn't have to start at the very beginning of the show. I mean, be in the
0: middle of the show? No, but seriously, I, I think I just want to I think I want do that. It sounds great. Well, good. A little, uh, good little, idea, Smith. A little education,
1: you know? Yeah.
0: It's not just... Uh, <laughs> two idiots rambling on
1: <laughs> we don't know anything uh, I, yeah I agree I, I mean we are just two assholes just talking about banana. nonsense mm. oh did you see the news about the uh, Redskins and how <laughs> yes they, they actually removed the name the logo mm-hmm. did you see what name they're considering now no. The Red Tails. Oh. And what is that? Tuskegee. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There's a
0: movie about that. called Red Tails. Yeah. Did you also see that there was a, uh, a realtor in D.C. that trademarked every possible name that the Redskins <laughs> could probably go through?
1: <laughs> I, I was reading an article. It didn't say who did that, but it said that almost every possible name that the Redskins were looking at was tied up in a trademark.
0: Yeah, I read. A, I read an article. Deal. It was a realtor. He had like forty names in the list, <laughs> and they were all trademarked. And That's I'm pretty genius. sure. I'm pretty sure when he was doing, his friends like, "You're you're an idiot, Tom. This isn't gonna work." And now Tom's sitting back like, "Who's the idiot now? <laughs> <laughs> it's about to
1: get paid." There's entire businesses that all yeah. they do is they buy up memes, let's what? trademark them. Dude, it's for our, for our, for our show, for our
0: podcast. Ask a black guy. Some dude was squatting on the domain name. We had to pay him what? Almost three grand. It was crazy to get the to get the the, the domain name. Like you can get a domain name for a dollar ninety nine. This dude was squatting on us. <laughs> we had to pay three grand to get it. Three thousand dollars. It wasn't that much. Twenty five hundred.
1: Nah, that wasn't that much either. Yes,
0: it was. No, it wasn't. How much did we pay for it? It was over two thousand dollars. No, it wasn't. Well, you owe me money because because we we it's just
1: what I told you. <laughs> <laughs> you paid for the whole thing. I don't know if you knew that. <sighs> he was squat, bro. It was it's definitely like yeah. It wasn't that much. It was it was over a thousand, but it wasn't over. No, 2, it was higher than that. That wasn't. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, whatever you want to believe. Uh.
0: Either oh, way. It's hey, well, whatever. It was expensive. Yeah. we had to, especially when they go for a dollar ninety nine, we had yeah. to pay for it. The dude was squatting. I'm pretty sure it was over.
1: Well, and to make it legit, too, we could have gotten like askablackguy.uk dot uk or something. Like something.
0: And we actually bought another one. We bought like askablackguy.net. Uh, and we like tried it. to run that at first, but we didn't like it. Nah. We would rather just spend the money and get the dot com.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, this shit's expensive, people. It's not we're just like we're not just you know. Two hoo-ha's fucking around with a mic. Like, we're really trying to...
1: Yeah, we're not half-assing it. No. We're trying. It's going to be better. Yeah. We're going to keep on growing.
0: Professional equipment. Excluding the mics. There's lawyers. <laughs> there's uh, accountants. There's all kinds of shit.
1: The and website's
0: uh, annoying. The website is annoying. Trying to keep annoying. up with that. Yeah. It's a lot of work. So, I mean, we're trying to bring you a good quality program. You know... And ask a black guy We are all about the quality Kind of like Old oh, Brother Cheesesteaks
1: <laughs> Oh like I did that That was good <laughs> Good transition But seriously okay. Go visit Old Brother Because it's delicious Oh this is really good 206 Market Street Philadelphia
0: PA 19106 I like how the address Is just in my memory now
1: mm-hmm. It's because you recorded it Like 4,000 times Yeah and it was <laughs> Still shaky <laughs> all right so i got a question for you go what do you think or how does it make you feel maybe you've experienced this personally or you've just seen it but when there's white people pandering to the black community or to an individual like if I came up to you basically apologized to you for being white, like how does that make you feel? I, I, I mean I don't get I've a seen some internet videos of this mm-hmm. and uh it's just so awkward and uncomfortable looking.
0: Well, I think if you if you walk up to somebody apologize for being white, that's the In dumbest so thing I've ever heard. And that's just uh your personal thing that you got some identity problems with. I'm never gonna apologize to anybody for being fucking black ever. Period. I like being black. And uh, I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. And if you're apologizing for being white, you're a fucking idiot. Don't apologize for being white. What are you guilty about? Like, um, Yeah, no. But the pandering, the pandering is terrible because I've seen the pandering over years. Years. And every time I've seen pandering I call people out on it. Uh, and the people who mainly do the pandering are fucking politicians. Specifically Specifically, Democrats. Every time, every time it comes up to a big to an election, mm-hmm. I, so I stumble over words, and then I hear it the delay in my headphones, and that yeah. really messes me up. So I wonder if I just take my headphones off. Some I people do keep, better without it. Yeah, I, I think that's what's gonna have to happen. Um, but now it feels so unnatural because I'm so used to hearing. But um, when I see the pandering, it mainly comes from politicians. And every year you have this, or every four years you have it, when somebody wants a mayoral, mayoral, mayoral election, or a presidential election, or a congressional seat, or whatever, you see them pandering. And I tell black people all the time, be careful because these people don't care. If they if they care, you will see them more than just you know when they want to run for president or, or run. You for would see some changes, or you would see some changes. The the sad thing is, we talked about this before. The Democrats hold the black vote hostage um, and black people just blindly vote for Democrats and they get nothing in return. And I feel bad because I want to say, like, yo, how about you go vote Republican? But like I said before, there's no i me personally, I feel like there's no place in the Republican Party for a black man. There's no place where I can feel comfortable in the party. Um, like You're politically homeless. Yeah, you, you, black people are politically homeless. We have no choice but to go Democrat because we've been going for years. But the Democrats don't do shit for our vote. They just say, "Oh, we get the black vote, so we don't really have to fucking, uh, you know, give them shit." We'll just pander to them a little bit. The worst thing I ever saw <clears throat> when it comes to pandering was Hillary Clinton when she ran for presidency against Donald Trump. She gets on one of the like uh, black radio shows and they and they they're interviewing her and they say. Miss Clinton, what do you carry around in your pocketbook on a daily basis? And she you know me, I'm from the South. I carry on a bottle of Louisiana hot sauce and pulls a fucking bottle of hot sauce out of her fucking Gucci purse and puts it on the fucking desk. I lost my
1: fucking shit. Dude, that was one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Dude, I don't get it. Like I'm like can I call it?
0: Do it. So in my mind, no, fuck it. I said it out loud. I'm like, bitch, was a goddamn lie. You don't carry no fucking hot sauce in a fucking pocketbook. Black people don't even do that shit. You're just trying to be cool. Like, get the fuck out of here. I lost my shit. I lost all respect for her after that. I do not agree with pandering. I don't like that shit at all.
1: Fuck that. It's, it's insulting, right? It's very insulting. You can even tell. If you go back and listen to that clip, the radio hosts on that show were, I mean, they handled it pretty professionally but you could tell they were taking to get the fuck out of here. Oh, back. Get the fuck out of here. Don't pander. I hate that well, shit. The problem is, is it's, it's not genuine. No. Right. Like, and it comes she, across as not genuine. And, and when you do that, you're insulting people's intelligence. When you pander to them, you know, you're just telling them what they want to hear or what you think yeah. that they want to hear, which is even more insulting. Yeah. Um, I, I never understood that. It really it's didn't terrible.
0: It's not even it's not even politics. It's terrible politics to mean
1: No. But now you see it amongst the general population.
0: hmm
1: You know, you see it a lot in these protests and demonstrations. The pandering? I don't know if I say I saw pandering in a protest though. Yeah, I see it. Mm. I would have to disagree. How so? I see it it's not as direct mm-hmm. as that. But when I see like, these clearly privileged white people coming from very affluent neighborhoods mm-hmm. and marching in the street with disenfranchised black communities, mm-hmm. I feel that same feeling of them not being genuine. It's not real. If they're there to satisfy-
0: see, I- no, I,
1: their I think, their guilt, their I would, fragility. I, no,
0: I would I would disagree because there are some people who genuinely care, and it doesn't matter where they're from, or if they're rich or poor, or whatever. They actually they actually care because along the way in life, some of those people actually made connections with people who, you know, been through some shit. Like if I had a problem, think about it, put it a little this way: if I had a problem and people protest for me. You know what I mean? As a black man. Like, oh, fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. But I'm saying. Now (laughs) I got to edit that out. You have to edit that out. You just cost me so much work. You got to edit that out. That has to be edited out. Minute 54. We got to write that down. (laughs) Oh, man. But um, if I had a problem. Yeah, and it was a race problem. And I've been treated unfairly. And people were to protest for me. People who know me, whether they were affected by it or not, or, you know, uh, if they were rich or not rich, they would come to my aid and march. Would you march if it was about me in a protest?
1: What's the protest for?
0: I, I don't know. Maybe I feel like I'm being racially attacked or I'm having some kind of problems in life. With some kind of system, whatever. But I needed support. Would you support me in March? I would support you. Yeah.
1: So the I thing wouldn't is, blindly support.
0: No, but if 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 I was if I was part of a bigger problem, you know, and it was personal to me, would you support me? Yes. So I think a lot of these people, and and maybe not all of them, because everybody's intentions aren't pure. Obviously, you know, we never talk in absolutes. But I think a lot of these people identify. Or associate with people who are having problems And they see it on a personal level And they're like, damn, let me me help my friend You know, let me help My husband, or my wife Or my uncle, or maybe My cousins are black Or biracial, or I see how it affects Them, you know, or maybe I lost Somebody that was close to me Behind this dumb shit So I wouldn't say that they're pandering I think that, you know Some people actually Because you got to you got to go through some bullshit to be out there. You got to put yourself on the front line. When people are getting tear gassed and all the other dumb shit like that, you're not going to do that just to, you know, be guilty. Like, fuck that. You can be guilty and donate a hundred dollars. Like, you know, I think, I think a lot of people actually feel. Like feel for it, you know? So they'll support it. So I, I don't think it's so much as pandering, mm-hmm. but when the politicians come out, Oh, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Oh, Black Lives Matter. Ah, uh, they're bullshitting. You know who's pandering? These big fucking companies. Amazon, oh. Nike, all these companies. This Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, because they understand the power of the black dollar. Like
1: we talked before, like black people spend a lot of money. You see what Starbucks did. Well, I think it's it's partly that, but I also think it's a fear of the cancel culture. And if you're Which not well on board with this progressive narrative, mm-hmm. that your ass will get canceled, you know,
0: not canceled. You, oh, yeah. You'll lose a lot of
1: support. Hundred percent support. But look
0: where the support is coming from. Like money, talks in this country. I told you before. The only thing the United States understand is violence and money. You fuck with people, with money, they pay attention. You punch them in the mouth, they pay attention. So, like, perfect example with Starbucks. Starbucks told their employees, you're not allowed to wear Black Lives Matter merchandise or anything supporting Black Lives Matter. Then they realized the backlash they were going to get from that. And they're like, oh, no, never mind. You can do it. Go go ahead. Because they knew they were going to lose money. I don't see anything wrong with that. Like, fuck it. All right. You don't want to support me and my cause that I'm not supporting you financially. That's my right. I don't want to spend my money there. Fuck them. Like, 100%. You know, and and I think a lot of the businesses are starting to understand that. So, uh, what they're doing is, oh, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. If Black Lives Matter to you as a business, what are you doing as a company, as an organization, besides slapping up a goddamn banner? That's all they're doing. You're pandering. You're not doing anything. Exactly.
1: That's my problem with it. Yeah, it's not real. No, of course it's not. It's just protecting a bottom line. Mm -hmm. It's a business strategy. But no, I tell you what,
0: the one company who I would say is probably not pandering, I would say probably Nike for the simple fact of the reason for the simple reason that they gave Colin Kaepernick a big ass contract years ago for hundreds of millions of dollars when everybody hated them and and people didn't care and, and Nike didn't care. They put it out there and people were like, oh, we're boycotting Nike, blah, blah, blah. And then what happened? Nike sales went through the fucking roof. But they probably was setting it up like, all right, yeah.
1: Yeah, Nike knows. I mean, Nike understands a good portion of their clientele Mm -hmm. are black people, like 100%. They know that. And they knew when they signed Colin Kaepernick that it was going to drive that market to go buy more shit. That's exactly what it did. And that's exactly what it did. And you know what? But, and I but went, I'm going to push back mm-hmm. and say that I don't know if Nike generally cares.
0: I know, they probably about. don't go fuck. But i tell you what I did do is because when I saw that they actually supported Kaepernick, for whatever the fucking reason it was, when nobody else did, I went and bought Nike shit. Just like when I saw that Cheerios commercial remember, I told you that had the mixed race couple. And everybody got mad. Cheerios had a commercial about two or three years ago of a mixed race couple. It was a black dad, a white mom. I think like in the mixed child. And people were in so much uproar roar, that they fucking complained. And Cheerios pulled that commercial because people were so much backlash. And then after a week or two, Cheerios was like, man, fuck y'all. And they put it out anyway. And then so now I was like, Cheerios, you're good in my book. So people don't like it, fuck them. This is what we're going to do. Because we understand a country is more than just white people. And fuck it. And there are mixed couples and whatever. And so be it. They ran with it. And the Cheerios will forever have my respect. Just like Nike will forever have my respect. Because Nike did uh, what was not cool or popular when everybody else was shunning Kaepernick. And they signed him. Whatever the fucking reason is, I don't care. Because at that time, they gave him a platform to do what he needed to do and say what he needed to say. And I respected that. So, I mean, whatever the reasons were, whatever the reasons was, if it was just to sell more shit to black people or sell more shit to white people, I don't care. It gave Kaepernick a platform to speak on the shit that is still clearly happening today. So, for that, I'll be forever a fan of Nike, forever a fan of Cheerios. Job well done. You got my dollar.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what it's all about, man. That's what marketing is. Yeah, some people get it, some people don't. Yeah. And it works the opposite way too. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's plenty of companies out there. Dude, there that were people. The opposite. When fucking when company when Kaepernick and it works when Kaepernick came out with that
0: Nike commercial, people were burning their Nike shoes in piles. That's <laughs> crazy. Piles. I remember that. There were <laughs> piles. Men. Kaepernick jerseys were burning. Ah! Fuck Kaepernick! Ah! Fuck <laughs> Nike! Ah! Boycott!
1: Ah! I actually mad? uh, and it has nothing to do with Kaepernick or I've hated Nike for years. Just like the their their actual product, i felt why I don't know. Like their shoes never felt right on me. They've always felt very cheap, and I'm a big runner. Um, I was about to say yeah, you're a big runner, big runner. I've been doing it my whole life. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always disappointed in anything I bought that was Nike. Really? Clothing, shoes. Yeah, it just did not hold up. Mm. And uh, so I've never been a huge fan of Nike. Um, mm. I thought their golf stuff was subpar too, cause I'm a golfer. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually got rid of their golf division. They don't make golf clubs anymore. Really? They did that a while ago. Yeah, it's just, I think they were just trying to get into too much stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the quality suffered. But I know a lot of people love Nike. I've just never been a big fan of them. Oh. But it has nothing to do with uh, who they're, or how they market. I think they're actually pretty genius in the way they market. I mean, if you can get somebody to pay $10,000 mm-hmm. for a pair of sneakers, you're doing something right. $10,000? Oh yeah, some of Jordans. Yeah,
0: yeah, Jordans are ridiculous. I mean, if
1: you can market a shoe that probably costs you under ten dollars yeah. to actually produce, <laughs> but they don't sell them next. They got like two hundred. There's some
0: absolutely. And then they got like three, and then they get the resale value. The re- oh my it's god, the resale. I see one pair resale. They they sold them for one fifteen Nike. And then the, uh, the resale was like, I don't know,
1: four $500, $600, $700. People we were paying it. It's because they put them out in limited production. But so. Also,
0: people collect them, too, and then resell them. There are collectors at them, too. But that's what I'm saying.
1: That's marketing, man. They're it's good crazy. at it. You know, the best. you know who
0: has the best marketing campaign I've ever sold in my life? Hands down. Geico. Everything from... The They're Geico lizard mm-hmm. to the caveman.
1: I love the caveman.
0: The caveman is yeah. Everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> like, the caveman, the lizards. Um, the turtle? H- no, that wasn't the turtle. Was hump, day, was hump day Geico? Hump day? Oh, yeah. Guess what day it
1: is? The camel? The yeah, camel. I think that was Geico.
0: Geico has the best marketing department I've seen over the last 15 years.
1: They I must love hire- the marketing
0: department. Like comedic writers, it's hilarious because it's funny. They need to
1: hire us. I we ain't that good.
0: I mean, I'm good. <laughs> I'm you, I'm not you that hear about commercial? <laughs> do you hear my commercial? My commercial was pretty, pretty fucking hilarious.
1: <laughs> no, but Somebody Geico man,
0: man. Geico is legit, and I like it. I like their marketing department. They're fucking yeah. legit. So,
1: yeah, that's interesting marketing. I mm-hmm. mean, there's definitely a new side of that now, right? Like, people mm-hmm. have to, and companies have to change their marketing campaigns to appeal to the new narrative. You know, you got to adapt a little bit or avoid it altogether. You know, that's a strategy in and of itself. Try mm-hmm. not to be political and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stay out of the narrative. That can work too. But I just feel like the cancel culture that we live in even if you avoid it altogether, Mm -hmm. you still run the risk of somebody trying to call you out on social media and saying, they're not talking about this. And
0: silence is violence. I guess people want to know where you stand. Like, where do you stand? Because this isn't a, you know, do you like blue or do you like red discussion? This is a human rights discussion. So people who spend their money to pay for your product And would you turn around and use that money for whatever you use it for? Are you going to use this money for something that's going to further damage me or my culture or my family or my friends? Because if that's the case, I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to go give it to somebody that's going to do well with it and help us out. I think people got a right to know where, where their money is going.
1: It's a very nuanced discussion. No, I mean. There's so many factors that play into that. Mm -hmm. It's not as simple, as like you said, as I like blue and I like red or I like black and I like white. It's never Mm going to be that simple. I mean, you got companies like Apple who are maybe a step above hiring slave labor in China to build their phones. Mm -hmm. I mean, the building where they manufacture these phones are surrounded by nets because these people's lives are so miserable that they would rather jump out of the fucking window to their death mm-hmm. than build another goddamn iPhone. Right. Mm-hmm. But Apple's the same company that's standing behind black lives matter. Mm-hmm. And that whole narrative, which run, I mean, I'm not going to compare American slavery to Chinese paid labor over there. Mm. You know, there's obviously a big difference, but, uh, it's basically, you know, you're going over there making a dollar a day mm-hmm. in really horrible conditions so that you can get that iPhone. I mean, that's fucked up. Well, that's what
0: I said. Uh, there's a lot of companies that have just slap a banner together but don't do anything for the cause.
1: It's not genuine. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Nike does the same thing. Um,
0: <coughs> Where are their shoes? Made? Very well could be. Very well could be. But like I said, shoes are made in China. Nike did it. Nike did it before it was popular to jump on the Black Lives Matter bandwagon. And I said I would respect Nike because they gave Kaepernick a platform when everyone else shut him down. And they gave him a chance to still speak and still be a voice. So they would they would get my respect because they did it before it was a popular thing before. Even if, like I said, it doesn't matter why they did it. The fact that they did it and gave him the platform when nobody else would, when everybody else blackballed them. They would forever have my respect for that.
1: Now, I know this is much easier said than done, mm-hmm. but wouldn't it be really cool in Nike or Apple to bring manufacturing here, knowing that it will affect their bottom line? They'll still be profitable, mm-hmm. but it would definitely affect their bottom line. But they could bring manufacturing here and give really good manufacturing jobs to minorities in this country. Or anybody in this country. Not just minority. Yeah, that would be great. But that's not Nike's fault. And that's not Apple's
0: fault. That's America's. That's American culture fault. Because the reason these factories are overseas, right, is because Americans, whether you like it or not, we want the best product for the least amount of money. And we're always going to do that way. We can buy American all day long because American would be a little bit more expensive because it's made in America. Right. Uh, Same quality but we don't want to pay for it. we rather pay less money for more quality. That's the culture of America. Pay less for more. And there's no way you can do it on American labor. So co- companies have to go overseas to pay less for the labor to give a better quality product so Americans can pay less. So if you want companies to come back into the United States, then what people have to do is say, I don't mind paying a little bit more money for American-made quality products, but nobody wants to do that.
1: I, f- I'm gonna push back here a little bit, mm-hmm. and say that there are plenty of people that are willing to do that. And
0: yeah, there's, I, I, there's
1: there there are people, and if you don't give them a choice to do that, but there's not enough. Well, hold on, if you don't give them a choice, mm-hmm. you think that all of a sudden people aren't going to go out and buy iPhones because they're another two hundred, three hundred dollars? No chance. You would go and spend that money all day long.
0: Well, I, I, well, that's not fair because Apple is a very specific product. There's nothing like that. Replace it with Nike around. Huh? You would spend no, no, Nike, no. $50. Nike is different. Nike is different because there's there's companies that compete directly with Nike. There's nobody that can compete directly with iPhone or Apple. There's nobody that compete directly with Apple. Well, Android. No, Samsung no, no. Android cannot compete directly Google. with. Apple. Google competes with Apple. Google, yes, they do. But they're not on the same level as Apple. In what way? In the way that Apple has a following that's almost a cult-like culture. If Android kicks What's out a point? phone tomorrow and say, this is worth $2,000, mm-hmm. people aren't going to pay that. If Android kicks out a computer tomorrow and say, this computer is worth $2,500, $3,000, people aren't going to pay that. Apple has a cult following that people just just like are locked in so they can do whatever they want. They're, 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 they're one of those products that the moat is so wide. And if, and if you moat is a term used in, in the investment world, which means to sell say like how protected your product is against the closest competitor out there. And that's a moat. So some people moats are narrow. Nike moat is narrow because Adidas is right there. Uh, you got Nike, Adidas, you got Puma, Reebok, you got Reebok, like they're all like right, almost neck and neck. There's nobody close to Apple. Look at their evaluation as a company. They're like a trillion dollar company. How long has Android been in the market for well, Apple? Google. Or Google. Or Google been in the now. market for phones? Like they're not, there's nowhere near there.
1: Like, so, so yeah, I get it. All right, we'll take Apple out of the equation. I think you'll have a lot of people would be willing to pay a markup knowing that their product isn't made here anymore. if that was the or case isn't made in china anymore
0: if that if that was made the case, here. if that was the case, then all of the factories that are around in the fifties sixties, and seventies will still be here. The culture of America has I want the best quality for the least amount of price look at it everything you do everything people do it's when taxes. they go shopping they shop around. They want the best price. I go to three different car dealers. I want to buy a car. I want the best price for the same product. That's that's the culture. S- spend as little money as possible to get the best product as possible. And American labor is so much more expensive than labor overseas that the companies had to go overseas to get as much. I mean, they're in it for a business. They're in their business for profit. So I they understand. don't give a shit about where they get it done. They worried about what's the largest profit
1: but there's also an ethical concern there What's the that people concern? like to ignore. What? What we already talked about. The horrible working conditions and the shit pay mm-hmm. and the way that workers are treated overseas. People really conveniently ignore that mm-hmm. when they want to pay pay for something and not pay another $200, $300 like it would cost if it was manufactured here in America. Mm-hmm. The idea being that if something is made here, the quality might be better because you have a worker that's getting paid decent wages, has benefits, has a mm-hmm. retirement. You know, that's that's the idea of bringing those type of manufacturing jobs back to America. And I would gladly pay a markup price knowing that something is made yeah, here. Yeah, you
0: would gladly pay a markup price because you're in a position where you can afford that There's a lot of people who The median the median salary in the United States Is $30,000 That's the median salary And that's before taxes So you take the taxes away and People are probably making $20,000 They can't fucking afford it Inflation has been so crazy Over the last 10 to 15 years 20 years Without the cost of living Or with the cost of living going up But the cost of wages still staying the same yeah, you can afford it because you have a decent job and you have a support system also. You're not by yourself, but the median salary is $30,000. And if we're talking about adults, 35, 40 years old. They can't afford that shit. They can't. So you can gladly pay an extra two, $300, but what about the average
1: person? They can't. That's true. That's a good point.
0: So it's like, I mean,
1: it's, like, I mean, it's the and, and, and double-edged sword of capitalism. Yeah, I get you. I think there's some onus on some of the companies to maybe take that into consideration, though. Maybe they put a plant here, mm-hmm. still have a plant, a manufacturing plant in China or somewhere else overseas. And if people that want to pay a marked up price for a product that's made in America, give them that option. Who's going to do that? Same. Saint. Oh, sync, like sync that up. Who's going to do that? I'm saying I would.
0: So you're Are you telling me who's going to pay. So you're, so you're telling me you and your wife go out to the store.
1: Yeah.
0: You see the exact same product. This one says "Made in America," three hundred dollars. gonna the
1: exact same product. But this
0: one. This one says "Not Made in America." A mm-hmm. hundred dollars less. Mm-hmm. Exact same product. You're going to tell me you're going to make the financial decision to spend $100 more to pay for that product because it's made in America versus
1: paying less? Yes. And I'll tell you why. Because I know that my American dollar is going back into an American economy. Mm-hmm. It's feeding that product, that company, and the workers that bought and that made that. I would gladly pay another $100. The, the idea also is that it's not an identical product. Mm-hmm. You're not getting the same product if it's made in China with Chinese materials. And this could, I want to pick a product. Um, I don't know, like a bike, for instance. Okay. okay. Very few bikes. Like a motorcycle or now, like a bicycle. bicycle.
0: Okay.
1: Very, very few bicycles mm-hmm. are made in America. It has to be a like a boutique company that literally hand makes each bike to be made in America. Most bikes are made in Taiwan, China, Mm -hmm. Japan. Okay. The steel that they use over there, it's not American steel. Mm -hmm. And the alloys that make up the steel that they use over there is far inferior. And I know this because I used to weld. Okay. And when you weld American steel versus Chinese steel, and this goes for cars too, folks, there's a popping and a hollow sound when you're welding it Mm -hmm. because it's an inferior steel, structurally inferior. When you have American steel, it doesn't do that. It's a nice smooth sound. It doesn't splash. You get a Mm -hmm. really good weld and a good bead. That's the kind of difference that there is between an American product and a foreign product. Okay. That's just one example. Right. We all know that there's a difference in cheap Chinese shit that's made versus some stuff that's made here. You can't, you can't debate that. You know, look at that. Um, so yes, if you said I'm going to get more quality, something that's going to last longer, and that was made in America versus a shittier version of it that was built overseas. Mm-hmm. All day, I'll spend more money on the better product.
0: Because you can afford to do so. There's a lot of people that can't.
1: But why not be able to have that option? For people that are willing to do that, why not have that option? And because, companies could offset because that. Because
0: like I said before, but the American citizen, the average American person is so conditioned to paying the least amount of money for the best quality is... That's what they're gonna do. The average person is gonna look at two products side by side, like, oh, this is made in America and this is made in China. I'm gonna pay hundreds of dollars more for the one that made in America for the product is gonna do the exact same thing. It's pretty much the same quality. I know you keep I know you're saying that like the bikes made in America, bikes made in China. People aren't looking at that. They're looking at it like, can it service my needs? What does it do? What's the difference between this function and this function? Oh, they're relatively the same. This one made
1: overseas is hundreds of dollars less. Boom. Taking a hundred dollars less. Yeah. I mean, you're right. There's a culture that supports that mentality, right? It's a throwaway culture. Like, uh,
0: no, I wouldn't say th- it's a throwaway culture. I can't, I can't, I can't, I oh, can't say it's a throwaway culture. No, no. sure we do. No, because I, if I want the top I, if I'm looking for the best quality at the lowest price, I don't think that's a throwaway culture. If, if, if I were to say throwaway culture, I'm looking for like, the lowest price. I don't give a shit what I get. Just the lowest price. I'm just using it for now. Like I wouldn't be wasting time searching for prices. If it's a throwaway culture, I don't. I don't think I agree with the throwaway culture.
1: You don't think we live in a throwaway culture?
0: I'm not. No. Well, I'm not saying that we don't live in a throwaway culture. I'm saying that searching for the highest quality at the lowest price isn't a throwaway culture. That I can't. I can't oh, align, I agree with align that. that with. I can't align that with throwaway culture no no yeah but that's We're that's sir that's that's the that's what the american person has been conditioned to do save as much money as possible spend as least amount least amount of money as possible on the highest quality you possibly get and that's where you get that gap and that's why things are overseas now because they companies can make this shit cheaper over there than they can uh in the united states and people don't want to pay that high price that's why people shop around. The whole co- look at the whole culture. Car insurance, shop around, shop around, shop around. There's things that you put on your your uh, your internet browser. Oh, before you pay this price, we searched this place. We found it five dollars cheaper, three dollars cheaper, same price, same product, different, just cheaper. That's the culture of America now. Pay the least amount of money for the highest quality you possibly get. So it's almost impossible to do it in the United States, especially when people are making. Thirty thousand dollars a year, it's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: no, I see where you're coming from. Like it's ridiculous, but my point being mm-hmm. is that I think there's plenty of people out there that are in my position. Yeah, they would no, be willing to but, pay more. But, you're,
0: but the people who are in your position aren't the majority. Doesn't matter. I'm it doesn't saying, matter. No, because because listen, if say like Apple, say like, all right, we will bring it factory in the United States. And the iPhone now is what? Almost $1,500. And it's made overseas. They bring it back over to the United States. They say, okay, this iPhone is made in the United States. This iPhone is now $2,100. The one made overseas is $1,500. They're side by side. Out of 1,000 people, you might get 50 to 100 that will pay the $2,000. Let's say 90%. You might get 10% of people that will pay the $100. The other 90 is going to pay the 1500 It doesn't make sense for that company to produce that financially. Because now we're not talking about... No. It will absolutely
1: affect their bottom line. Yeah. yeah. There's no doubt so, about that. So
0: we're not talking about uh, morality. We're talking about bottom line and financial 20. stability. Right. So... And the same thing, it goes, can I afford to make that change? Can the companies afford to make that change? Is it financially uh, feasible or financially, um, what's the word, intelligent for the company to make that change?
1: No, if it was, then they, they would do it. it. Yeah. No, there's no so, doubt about that. My, my point is, I think that companies would benefit in offering that as an option. And mm. it would it would look good. It's a great image. It's a great marketing campaign to say, oh, 30% of our products are made right here in America. We, we produce 15,000 jobs mm-hmm. in, in Mountain View, California, you know. There's a lot to be said for that for a company. I would agree and with you. I would agree with you. A big portion of what we were talking about now could be fixed with taxes. There's a big tax incentive right now mm-hmm. to, for bigger companies to avoid having U.S.-based companies or manufacturing plants. I'm sorry. But if there was some structure that was changed, mm-hmm in our tax law, it might incentivize companies to come back. So I put that back on politicians to a certain degree too. Mm -hmm. Incentivize the manufacturing to come back here Mm -hmm. and make it attractive for companies to do that. And companies may not take a financial hit. Maybe it works out better for them. And now you have a bigger tax base here in your state for the feds, because now you're taxing income on new jobs you know, Listen, it's, it's a trickle down don't,
0: effect. Don't misunderstand. I, I'm all about it. I'm all about companies coming back overseas and and bringing factories back because back in the day, factories employed a lot of minorities. Look Entire at the hardest cities hit. Look at Detroit. All exactly. the factory jobs left Detroit, and then you got everybody up there basically living in poverty, like because everybody lost their factory jobs. So I'm I'm a I'm a big advocate for companies coming back. I'm, I don't want to give the impression the impression that I'm not. I'm just looking at it financially like I see what's going on, why it's going on, how it's going on and I'm just giving the explanation. So, yeah, I completely understand it. I, I want them to come back. I want them to come back, you know? But yeah. I, but I understand the culture of the American citizen and the mindset of the American shopper, the American consumer is like we want the best for less. Everything in our culture is how to get more for less, how to save money, how to do the best quality For the lowest amount of money. And it's impossible. To do that. And expect to have. Great quality come out of the United States. Without spending more money. My dad used to always tell me. You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for.
1: I think. There's definitely truth to that. I think it. There was more truth back in the day. Mm -hmm. To that. Now. I think people look at a brand name and expect just because it says a certain name on it, that it means high quality. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case anymore. Uh, because you don't know where it's made. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. There's no accountability for when that Nike shoe falls apart or something breaks in your Apple phone. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, that's how it goes. Take it to the what Apple Store shit, and get it fixed. Shit breaks and shit falls yeah. apart. So
0: I don't know. I don't know if I, if I. I don't know if you want to plant your flag on that argument. What about quality? Yeah, cause shit breaks all the time. American shit breaks all the time. Two.
1: Sure, I think he does. Uh, I mean, anything a breaks. Anything. I'm just, I'm just being an asshole,
0: it. just trying to poke holes into your story because I want to play the devil's advocate. No, that's I'm, it. I'm all about that. I'm at, I bet, but I'm about like. My cars, even though my my Mercury Gamer key is a piece of shit, I don't think I've ever, I've never owned a foreign car. I've always bought American cars. Always. Since my very first car was a piece of shit hoopty. it was a 1986 Ford Mustang hatchback four-cylinder that my uncle gave me. And it was in 2002. The car was older than I was. (laughs) How did you say that thing? (laughs) I (laughs) was... Well, the seat was broken. Of course and, it was. Uh, the front, the driver's seat, and it was held up by a, a car seat like in the back that was strapped in to keep the driver's seat up. And it had an alarm system that if you didn't press the alarm, uh, it wouldn't start. It was weird because <laughs> there was no alarm. And the headlights was like, a, remember the old knobs that you had to pull out? Yeah, yeah. So I pull out the, headla- the knob for the headlights to turn them on. But if you pull it out too far the headlights go back off. So you had to like, like just right. Pull, just right. And, uh, the door was all fucked up. Like you open it, a creak, like, and it was messed up. I got pulled over by the cops one time. And they was like, sir, this car was so fucked up. There's like, sir, this car is coming back as abandoned. I'm like, no, I, I own this car. Here's my registration. And that's how messed up it was. That's yeah. Funny. So that was my first car. And, uh, her name was Stacy. It was, a, it was a rusty red hatchback 1986 Ford Mustang four-cylinder uh, automatic no speakers so I had to hook up house speakers to the car put them in the back seat for my radio <laughs> yeah man this thing was this thing was a, and I had the nerve to put that bitch on the highway and drive back and forth from home to college like
1: man. that's out of control
0: I was young I didn't give a shit <laughs> I took all kinds of chances. Life was rape.
1: <laughs> I wish I had a picture. If you had a picture of that, did I wish I did too. I don't have you it. You driving it with yeah, some man. house speakers in the back,
0: Joe. Regular house speakers off of a <laughs> regular radio, like one you'll find in the gym. Like that we having some our gym. ghetto shit. <laughs> yeah, no shit, it was. Was my That's first hilarious. car, and I was fucking proud. I didn't care. But I've never owned a foreign car. And I, I don't even care to buy foreign cars, I don't think. I mean, I'm not saying I never would, but I was always like, oh, I'll buy American cars. All my cars are always doing American.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you know. but know. Oh, well, uh, listen, Smooth. Mm. said it all. Talked said about a lot. it all. Talked about cars. We've been going for an hour and a half now. Let's mm. shut it down.
0: Yeah, shut it down. We still got to come up with a clever... Um,
1: exit, like a saying or something. Yeah, maybe. Or we just uh, we just end the show. Drop the mic. Boom. All right, folks. Visit us, askablackguy.com. Follow us at askablackguy on Insta. You got any plugs? No. Uh, if you guys got comments?
0: Askablackguy.com. Go to the comment page. Submit a topic so we can keep the show going, and we'll jump on the topics and put them out here for y'all.
1: consider donation, oh, and we are making moves on merch, so uh oh, yeah. I'd say in the next month, we're probably gonna have merchandise for sale, so uh be on the lookout for that,
0: yeah, ask a black guy merchandise. Coffee mugs, t shirts, hats, keychains. Let us know what you want. Slippers, condoms. <laughs> no, no condoms.
1: <laughs> but seriously, write in and let us know what you would buy. You want a t shirt? You want a hat? A beanie? A hoodie? Mm. Let me oh, know. Maybe
0: just ask a black guy. Uh,
1: headbands. Headbands. Sweatbands. sweatbands. Something. I like it. All right, folks. Hasta luego. See ya.
0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. The Ask a Black Eye podcast is brought to you by our sponsors, Old Brother, located at 206 Market Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19106. Why, Old Brother? His old brother has the best cheesesteaks in Old City. When you ask about who has the best cheesesteaks in the city, you have to start mentioning old brother. I walked in there the other day. I asked the associate, who was super kind, what do you guys specialize in? He said, we specialize in cheesesteaks and we specialize in french fries. I said, what do you mean you specialize in french fries? They have a whole list of exotic french fries. Everything from bacon and cheese to truffle french fries. Garlic Parmesan truffle french fries. Have you ever had such a thing? Oh, my God. Talk about the food. I bought a cheesesteak. I bit into the cheesesteak. The cheesesteak was delicious. I'm six feet, 330 pounds. I think I know a thing or two about good food. An old brother definitely has good food. And you know why? It starts with their ingredient. They use fresh, never frozen ingredients. They never have any leftovers. And they use 100% ribeye meat. Nothing but the fresh quality. They use ribeye meat, shaved ribeye to make their cheesesteaks. Man, I've been into the cheesesteak the other day and the beef was so good. I swear it tastes like the cow was raised by both his parents. You need to try it. For the best cheesesteaks in the city, you need to go and try Old Brother. Again, that's 206 Market Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19106. You can go to their website, oldbrother.com, or you can call them on the phone and place an order at 215-515-3255. And the best thing about them all is BYOB. So you can have a little libation while you're having a cheesesteak nation. And when you get there, tell them, ask a black guy I send you.